With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. He'll get you the sports and it way that he can. It's Mike Francis on the fan. Sports Radio 66 and 101.9 FM WFAN. From the studios of WFAN, this is Mike Son, Francesca on the fan on this Wednesday, the 14th day. Of the month of June, as the days go skidding by, a little cooler today in the big city. Our Grand Slam giveaway today team is the 86 Giants. And talking to Giants, uh, we may have one on in a little while, so they're in town, obviously, going through camp. So we will, I believe, talk to a Giant later on, so we will do that. Uh, We may even have a couple words about the Jets. We begin with the baseball last night, and for the third time this year, I've been to a bunch of Met games, probably... Because the kids like to go a lot. I've, I've probably been to seven or eight this year. But I've been to three that were over in the first inning. I was at the Wilk game when he stepped in and pitched. I was at the Malone game when he gave up all those runs and gave up the Grand Slammer. I was at last night's game, which really it, you knew on the first pitch what was going to happen. The Cubs, who had been so bad, shook up the lineup, put Rizzo up first, and he decided to make a lot of that first at bat, as you know, as he hit a ball that you rarely see a ball hit the dead center field that nobody moves, and that's where it was. So that one after that landed about 470 feet away, and the inning just got worse and worse and worse, and the game got you know the game got worse and worse right away in the second inning. So we know what happened there, and the game was over before it started. Wheeler just not his night. He missed with a pitch. You know, listen, he doesn't get the pitcher out. He misses with a pitch that he thinks he's got a strike on. It's low, though, to be fair to the ump. And then he gives up a grand slammer. And then the, and then the Cubs just never stopped hitting. Uh, hitting pitch after pitch, bat after bat, home run after home run. Next thing you know, you got what you got last night. So the game's over early. The Mets can get back to work and try to win the third game of the series tonight with uh, Harvey trying to throw his second uh, good game. Now, the Mets had had six really well-pitched games in a row before last night, so they can see if they can get back on track this evening with Harvey looking for his second straight against what will be a revitalized Cub lineup. You know, the Cubs had been so cold. They had been so bad on the road. They had been so listless at the plate. They had so many guys hitting so poorly that they had to avert their eyes when they watched those batting averages up on the scoreboard that you could tell last night that they just they couldn't wait to run to the plate. 
against the Met bullpen. And they were not going to stop. That's all there was to it. And tonight, it'll be tough to quiet those bats down. That will be a very tall order for Harvey tonight against a lineup that finally has been waiting to break out. So that will be a challenge. It's Harvey against Montgomery. Yankees had their winning streak uh, stopped last night after six games. And frankly, it actually was a bad loss. Number one, Clifford, for the second straight night, you know, doesn't do his job. Last night, giving up the home run with the 2-1 lead. And, you know, you're always counting the outs because you know you're through, you know, you're just a couple outs away from getting the game over with. And then there's a couple of spots that I didn't love the managing. Um, and really, it's, it really had to do with Torres. Number one, if you're going to use Torres as a pinch runner for Sanchez, then use him so that he can score on the double. If he's in the game, he scores on the double. To use him after that doesn't make a whole lot of sense uh, at that point because then you could have used them to bat where you needed just someone to put the bat on the ball. You could have used them for Carter. I hated Carter in that spot. Tie game, bases loaded, one out. You hate Carter in that spot because that's feast of famine. Carter is not going to do what you need there, which is just get a productive out. Just put the bat on the ball. He might hit a home run. But he's one. He's basically one out of two to strike out. You can throw in about ten to fifteen percent; they'll pop it up, which he did. Uh, but you have very little chance he's going to hit it squarely. If he does, he'll probably go out of the ballpark and get one, not one run. You're going to get four. But you could only put once he uses Torres as a pinch runner, which he did late rather than early. That was a pretty useless pinch runner. Number one, I would have used Torres in that spot. He didn't have enough faith to go to Ref Snyder in that spot, who has not been swinging the bat well. If Ref Snyder had been swinging the bat like he had in the past, he might have gone to Ref Snyder in that spot, just needing someone who could put the bat on the ball. And you put the bat on the ball, on the balls on the ground, you can run. You know, you're not, they're not going to double you up, or you're just going to, you know, basically dunk one over the infield, or just hit a sack fly. So the bottom line is, and then you're to Batanzas and get out of there. Instead. Now you're in extra innings. Sooner or later, they're going to score a run, which they did, and the Angels got a win last night. So that was, a, that was not a great – now you can't get too picky with the Yankees who have won six games in a row and are playing great baseball, but that was a tough one last night. They didn't hit a whole lot. They left guys on base. And then, like I said, it wasn't Joe's greatest night as far as handling it. He's got to go to Clipper there, but Clipper hasn't done the job. That's two games in a row he hasn't done the job. So from that standpoint, you've got to watch him a little bit. And on top of it, you didn't love the way that that inning was handled from a standpoint of the pinch runner. And then I can't quibble going to ref's line. Ref's line is hitting 100. And he has struck out, because I went and looked, he struck out five times in his 19 at-bats. But if I tell you that Carter in 130 at-bats has struck out 52 times. So you know he's not going to make contact. And if he does, he'll hit it out of the park. He's a feast of famine player. But you hate him in that spot where you just need to put the bat on the ball. So t- not a great loss. But, you know, listen, sooner or later you got to lose. But that was one the Yankees easily could have put in a win column last night. They had a lead in the eighth inning. And they lose the game. Had their chances and lose the game in the extra innings. Mets get knocked out from the first pitch and they have uh, no chance in what was a laugher for the Cubs. One of the few ones the Cubs have had on the road this year. Pineda against Shoemaker tonight as the Yankees continue with the Angels uh, before they go to Oakland. The Mets would love to get two out of three against the Cubbies. They need to do that before Washington comes in for four games and then the trip to L.A. to take on the Dodgers. So this is a very tough stretch for the Mets. I also checked on, while I was there, whether or not they were close to 
bringing Rosario to the team. With Cabrera on the DL and Reyes at shortstop, I inquired about that and was told no, that they don't think he's ready. That they, It's not an offense thing. It's not a defense thing. It has nothing to do with his performance. They just think that they have moved him too quickly, and they, they don't think it's that he's ready yet. They just don't want to rush him. They think he needs more time right now. Doesn't mean he's going to be there all year, but they're not ready yet to bring him up. And more that they just think he needs to get some more at-bats where he is. They just don't think he's ready. They feel they've rushed him too much. They know how good he is. Uh, They're very high on everything they've seen. They don't have anything that they've seen performance-wise that makes them think any differently than what they thought about how good a prospect he is. They think he's going to get bigger and stronger. They think he's going to hit for more power once he does that. But they like everything about him. They just think they want to give him a chance to have more experience. So you might see Jose during this whole time Cabrera's on the DL at shortstop. But again, it's about the pitching. And tonight, this will be a tough one for Harvey because, as I said, if you saw how alive that Cub, that Cub dugout was after they shook up the lineup and got that bomb right off the first hit at bat last night, that Cub dugout was on fire. And, you know, they haven't had a lot to cheer about. And they have really played lousy through the first 60 games of the year. But they're still a very talented roster in every way. And you could see them clicking off a big winning streak. You just hope it didn't start until the Mets don't hope it doesn't start until they get out of town, which they will after tonight. So, like we said, third game will be a tricky one for the Mets. we got a lot to do today, as we said. Uh, We'll do some golf. U.S. Open tomorrow, Aaron Hills. Aaron Hills is... Listen, I don't remember ever watching anything from Aaron Hills, so I can't tell you a lot about it, except checking into it. It's a course that is enormously long and will play to the big hitter, which means Johnson will be a heavy favorite, which he is anyway because he's the best player. Uh, but we'll have Breed at 5 to go through the U.S. Open as, as it starts tomorrow and culminates on Father's Day, which you can watch right in the prime time. NBC finishes that up around 9 o'clock, 8.30, 9 o'clock on Sunday night, so you get a chance to watch it because it's Father's Day. You don't have to worry about anything. Just sit back and watch it. So the U.S. Open begins tomorrow in Aaron Hills. We'll get on that. Uh, we'll do some football. Some baseball, we'll get it all rolling right after this.